Okay, so let's talk earworms on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is off today. He'll be back on Monday. Holly and I are here with you. Hey. Grant is at the controls, and Grant flinched when I said earworms. Yeah, what, what are we talking about earworms? So for? an earworm <laughs> means like a song that you get in your head and you can't oh. get it out, right? Okay. No, um, we're not going to dig inside your canal no, live on the air and that see what would we find, gr- Grant. Yeah, what kind of gross road are we, a road are we going down? <laughs> He's like, here? yeah, gross. No, so I've been, I don't know, sometimes when you come up with an idea of things to talk about on the radio, it comes very much from real life. And I don't know if this happens to you guys, but sometimes there will be a song that I will be so obsessed with. And by the way, 651-641-1071, what's your earworm? What's the song you cannot get enough of? You listen to it all the time or you just can't get it out of your head. I Sometimes I will. there will be a song that will catch my attention so much that when I'm sleeping at night, I hear it. Mm-hmm. And I like literally it bothers me because I can't get it out of my head, but it's a good song. Are these new songs, old songs, any song? It can be any song, but right now there's a song that every time I'm in the car, I turn this song on because I love it so much. And it's that Dua Lipa song, We're Good. Do you know which one I'm talking about? We play play it it here. Yeah, I should have given you a heads up here, Grant. You may have to do some uh, fancy uh, footwork uh, and get some of these songs as they come through because they just, I mean, you get them in your head. And this one, this Dua Lipa song, I like her a lot. And she's good. I've liked some of the stuff she's put out. There's something about this song that I cannot shake. And so every time I get in the car, I get my Spotify up and it's on my favorite list. And it's like, and then I listen to it once and then that's not enough. Yeah. So then I listen to it again. Yeah. And then maybe I'll go for three. Sometimes I might move on to like a Justin Bieber song or something. When, when you're in the pop mood. When I'm in the pop mood, which is most of the time when I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. And also it has to be something that's like palatable to my kids too. Oh, sure. So what are your kids into these days? I, you know, what, honestly, what like? my kids, my boys are into like rap. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that in my car. Not because I don't love. I like old rap. They well, like the new rap and oh, a sure. lot of it. So they're I'm so old, your kids but it sounds are the same to me. Yeah, they're not listening to a tribe called Quest or no. Biggie Smalls or any, Try any the of the classics. May. But I will say my 14-year-old, thank goodness, is really into like Weezer, which is great. Um he recently got into Metallica, which is kind of fun. He oh, tries boy. to play it on the piano. Doctors and presidents. Exactly. Oh, great. Well, that's just roll up in the minivan to the baseball practice, blasting that one. Colin. Yeah, that's um, that's how you get looks. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Danny on the line. Hello, Danny. Hello. Danny, what is the song you cannot get out of your head? It like just came out, but it's um, Galantis and David Guetta featuring Little Mix. It's called Heartbreak Anthem. Oh, this is Danny, 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 Danny. by the way, everybody, we gave a shout out to our friend Danny the other day because Danny is the one that knows the Spice Girls better than any of us. Yeah, Danny, the Little Mix (laughs) gave it away. I was like, who knows Little Mix here? The Little Mix, a British uh, pop group. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Danny. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Danny. Um, okay, I got to remember that because I don't know that I can pull that song out. That one's going to be top like, of my head. A, like a club bop, one for the kids. Right? <laughs> Is this it? All right, here we go. Let's hope there's no swears. The beat's going to drop in a second. Not yet. It's good though. That is great. All right. All right. 
club jammer for the people. What was that one called again? It was called Heartbreak Anthem. Heartbreak Anthem. That's fun. I love that. Okay, let's go to Riley. Riley's on the line. Hi, Riley. What is that song that you just cannot get out of your head? Well, interestingly, last weekend, I was sitting at my neighbor's pool, and we were talking about how all of the annoying advertisements, and it always seems like it's related to, like, plumbing and air, Mm -hmm. and... We could all recite different jingles from those commercials that you'd hear it oh, yeah. out of your head. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we probably wouldn't even use them as a service <laughs> because their jingle just sticks in your head. That but, is hilarious. <laughs> but the one, so then we kept texting each other afterwards, going, Limu, Limu, you know, that type of thing. Uh-huh. But uh, the song I can never get out of my head, and now it's on a progressive commercial, is Buttercup. Oh, <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, see now what you're doing, Riley. Thanks yeah. for your call. Thanks, Riley. Is now everybody's going to have that song in their head. Yeah. Uh, because you suggested it. So mm-hmm. now it's in my head on loop. Thanks for your yep. call. Have a great day. Uh, and let's go to Deborah. Deborah, what is the song that you just cannot get out of your head? Hi, Deborah. Rockstar. Rockstar by the baby. Oh, yes. Oh, all right. Okay, thank you for your call, Deborah. And DeBaby, that's one that at our house... that's a big is a big hit. Do yes. we have that one at all, Grant? Um, sorry to to give I don't you. I know if that one is clean. Yeah, we're not going to probably so play that one. That's not clean. Not. Okay, just because I want to hear it, can you find my Dua Lipa song? What was the name of it again? It's called We're Good. We're, yep. And I know it's in our system because yeah. we play it for a bumper. Yeah. So if you just look under back backdoor producing links, then probably just type in the name of the song and you should be able. We're to We're good, it. and it's Dua Lipa. And I get this song in my head, like it wakes me up at night. It's got some really fun syncopation. <laughs> because you're a dancer and you can so like, I get excited about that. I'm like, ooh, interesting beats. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so uh, that's my gift to all of you is this earworm. Here we go. Oh, this, this is this it. one. Yeah. I'm not going to make you wait for the chorus, but it's so good, you guys. Oh, here we go. That is the syncopation that I'm talking about. Okay, so that's my gift to you. There, There's my earworm oh, well, for you. Oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Oh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to talk with our friend Paul McGuire-Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies about what we should be watching this weekend after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Do not get in my way of watching some good baseball this weekend weather. Thank you very much. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers Off. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Greetings. And we are joined by our friend, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. He joins us every Friday to tell us what we should be watching. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hello. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you. And uh, you've brought us three things this week. Let's start with one that is on Netflix and in theaters, Army of the Dead. Yeah. So if you are into zombie movies, this is going to be for you. you. This is from Zack Snyder, you know, who's been doing a lot of DC movies, but now he's working with Netflix to return to the zombie apocalypse. And after that happens, Las Vegas is decimated and all of the zombies are really trapped within the Las Vegas Strip. And the owner of this casino hires this group to go back into a casino and steal all the money from the vault before Las Vegas is decimated. So I really kind of think of it as Ocean's Eleven 
meets The Walking Dead. Okay, can I just tell you what's so funny about this is I don't usually get excited about zombies. I'm not right. I'm not a zombie person. Bradley's a zombie person. I'm not so much a zombie person. This one actually sounds like fun to me because it takes place in one of my favorite places on earth, Las Vegas. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like Zack Snyder is having a ton of fun with this movie. And you can see that. I mean, a lot of people kind of gave him some flack for making his DC superhero movies too serious. And he really goes in a different direction with this. And he takes that idea of having it in Las Vegas and has fun with it. At one point, you see like a Liberace impersonator. You have a zombie tiger that we see. That's one of Siegfried and Roy's Oh, that's tigers. great. And there's all of this humor in it. At one point, you're even rooting for the zombie tiger to attack one of these guys going into the casino. So he knows how to kind of play with the city, play with the um, architecture of the city, and just have fun with making a heist movie while making it kind of scary like you would find in a zombie movie. That's great. So you get the laughs and you get the scares. Yes, and Dave Bautista, who we know from the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. is he's kind of the lead of the movie. He's fantastic. He's really proving himself to be not only just an action hero, but there's a really kind of important father-daughter storyline that's in this as well to kind of give it more humanity, to give it a little bit more emotion than just zombies, humans attacking each other. And then you have Tig Notaro. I don't know if people know who she is, but she's a really funny comedian, mm-hmm. um, very dry sense of humor. She's in the movie, and she came into production after they filmed that she replaced an actor, and she filmed all of her scenes against a green screen with no other actors present. Oh, wow. So when you're watching the movie, like, you can be like, you can kind of see at times, but you're like, it's still very funny. That is so interesting. How many ticket stubs for this one? Three and a half out of five ticket stops. I also got to interview Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder, so you can see that interview on my YouTube channel, and it's really fun. And the ending, I especially love the ending of the interview. Just want to tease that. Okay, yeah. all right. All so right. that's Army of the Dead, and that's on Netflix and in theaters. Oh, so yeah. now we're going to something that's just in theaters. We got a movie called Spiral. Now, this, I believe, yes. is going to be kind of scary, right? Yeah, so if you want your horror a little bit scarier, check out Spiral, and it starts Chris Rock. You're thinking, wait a minute, Chris Rock right? horror movie? What? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he plays this um, worn-down undercover cop working for New York City cop who takes on this serial killer who is targeting corrupt cops. And after a few different kills, they re- they wonder if he is a, the copycat of Jigsaw. And you're thinking, well, Jigsaw, that's from the Saw movies. So this is the ninth film in the Saw franchise. Wow. But it plays a a lot differently than the other Saw movies. and also has Samuel L. Jackson in it as Chris Rock's father. Oh. Okay, so first of all, I do have to just say what's, what I what I find really interesting is it seems like Chris Rock is trying to kind of branch out outside of his regular comedy roots. And I'm here yeah. for this. Yeah. I am, I am too. He was, he was a big fan of the Saw franchise, and he wanted to take it in a new direction. You can really feel that. I don't personally like the Saw movies. I, they're nicknamed torture porn, and you, you know why when you're seeing it, and that just isn't my style of horror. But I actually really dug this one because I felt like it was more like the Silence of the Lambs with this focus on mm. these detectives trying to solve this case. And he's kind of doing what um, Jordan Peele does, where he's adding this social commentary about corrupt cops and this killer that's going after them and why and while as tackling racism within the police uh, community and him trying to prove himself not only as his father's legacy but that he should be taken seriously as a cop 
Mm. How interesting. Many t- yeah, interesting. How many ticket stubs for Spiral, Paul? So four out of five ticket stubs. This is actually my favorite in the Soft franchise because I think that it does play differently, but Soft fans will still enjoy it because the traps, the killismen are just as like gruesome as you would expect from this franchise. Have you seen all of the Saw movies? No, and okay. I will admit that. I have not seen all of them. I've seen a couple to know that they're not my jam. Interesting. Um, and, yeah, so I, it's, I would rather do a Scream or a Halloween, Friday the 13th. Right. The Conjuring, Insidious, any of those types oversaw. So basically everything but Saw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, except I really dug Spiral. So if it just tells you, like, how differently this one is than the others, we're kind of still living within that world. There you go. It is good to know that you, if you aren't a big fan of the Saw movies, there's still something here possibly for you. Correct, yes. Okay, so another one that's in theaters, Dream Horse. This is a completely separate direction. We're going far on the other scale of the spectrum here. Stars Tony Collette. Uh, this is a true story about Jan Vokes, who is a part-time bartender, cashier at a co-op, who decides to kind of go all in, change up her life. So she buys and uh, trains a racehorse and has to kind of gather the other people in her small Welsh village to join to kind of b- get the funds together as a syndicate to own and train this racehorse and enter it into a race. It's based on a true story. Okay, so here's what I am loving about this. The topic of this movie is, um, you know, we're kind of in horse racing season. Mm-hmm. And if right. you are a person like I am who likes kind of the big three, um, and I pay attention to that, the that's crown. the triple crown, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I pay attention to those and I, you know, I bet on the ponies. But I'm always curious about the people behind the scenes that you don't see. This feels like it's going to yeah. tell a little bit of that story. It is. It's this. It's this small, sweet little tale that just is like going to give you some inspiration and cheer because it's really. It's less about the horse per se. Like it's not like Sea Biscuit and the race, but how this woman just has this kind of crazy idea and goes for it and kind of gathers her community together to bring a little oomph to their life and try something new. And her perseverance, her like. Will, even though her horse has a like 1% chance of winning, she's like, I want to do this. And I want to set my sights on this. And she does it. It's an underdog story. Mm. And, you know, if you've seen those before, it's a very kind of simple approach to telling the story. So you kind of know where some of the conflict's going to lie. But that's okay. Like, you'd still... Um, it's still touching, and you'll be cheering by the end of it. Also, and really, Tony Collette. I mean, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it she sounds. Can do no wrong, <laughs> right? Sounds like Dream Horse kind of is in that genre of like British small British town done good. Well, it kind of reminds me the way you're describing it, Paul, of like the Full Monty, but with horses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want no, stripping. Yeah. no stripping. No uh, stripping, but yes. horses. But, <laughs> but yeah, like people yeah, coming together. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many tickets? Billy Elliot. Yep. Yeah. How many ticket stubs for Dream Horse? Three out of five ticket stubs. If you just want something feel good, go see that. Bring the kids. If you have kids that have kind of expressed an interest in animals or horses. Yeah. What is the rating on that one? PG. Oh, easy peasy. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. No adult themes like the full Monty. Not in this one, no. (laughs) Plus Tony Collette. And um, Paul, you did mention this earlier uh, in the segment about your YouTube channel. You do always have some really great interviews up uh, from different junkets that you've done. Are there any any new ones to highlight? Uh, Yes. Okay, so um, coming up June 4th, one of my bucket list people, 
Julianne Moore. I talked to her the other day. I'm so excited for people to see this interview. I talked to her, Joan Allen, J.J. Abrams, Dane DeHaan, and Ron Cephas Jones for this new Animal Apple TV Plus series, Lisey's Story, based on a Stephen King novel. And I'm really excited for people to see those interviews. And again, Glenn Close, you can see that. It's oh. on my YouTube channel as well right now for four good days. That's And there's awesome. some more in the works, works that are coming. Awesome. That's Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Check him out on YouTube and all the different social media channels. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. We'll be back Thanks with Crazy Stupid Idiot. Oh, oh yeah. dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers off. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yeah, buddy. Our friend Grant is at the controls. And these are your Crazy Stupid Idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Yes, indeed. They're to your right. They're to your left. And hopefully when you're looking in the mirror, there isn't one looking right back at you. And oftentimes we find these crazy, stupid idiots in the state of Florida. 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 And sometimes other places. Like where? Idaho. Idaho. Mm. Idaho. I do love a good potato. Ah, yes. We're going to <laughs> Lewiston, Idaho, and we're going to stop by the neighborhood market. It's Are a con- we? Yeah, it's a convenience store. And uh, there was an armed robbery at the convenience store, hmm. the neighborhood market in Lewiston. And uh, I do enjoy that this uh, story does note that armed robbery rarely happens in Lewiston, which is why... <laughs> The neighborhood market clerk, Kim Dudley, was shocked when she was faced with a pistol. You don't say. You don't say. Uh, you know, and she, she told the new local news station, he went like this, and he said, no joke. <laughs> Apparently, the suspect was no later... Joke, no, no joke. No joke. I mean, I don't think they talk like that no in northern joke. Idaho. I have no idea. I apologize <laughs> to the people of Lewiston. But... It was perfect. So... The suspect was loitering outside until the store was clear and then in broad daylight walked in. And then the Kim called 911, waited for the suspect to leave to avoid escalating the situation because remember she had a gun on her face. Yeah. And then she followed the then the guy made his move saying that he went down the street, then she checked the coast is clear and it's like, "Oh, but the reason that I bring you this story is because of the person who robbed the store and, and, you know, why he did it. Okay. Or perhaps why maybe he chose this neighborhood market. Okay. The suspect, his mm-hmm. name is Nehemiah Murillo. Mm-hmm. He used to work there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he's familiar. He's familiar mm-hmm. with it. So it's like, honey, they're going to recognize you. Yeah. And they did. And they found him. <laughs> and then also Kim wanted to note that the neighborhood market was three blocks away from the police station. But apparently Nehemiah thought, you know, I'm familiar with this yeah. place. I understand. And apparently Nehemiah... They said that uh, Kim said that it didn't work out employment there because I can't imagine why he was he was stealing. Okay, he was stealing, and then decided like to double down on it and just steal some more. Kind of a rookie move, right there. Yeah, I feel like perhaps. I mean, I always feel like it's uh, not in our best interest to give advice to crazy, stupid idiots. Right. 
but maybe don't rob a place where people would recognize yeah. you and know who you were. Okay. Good point. I mean, but don't, but end the story, don't steal. Don't steal. Don't rob any place by gunpoint. Well, that uh, same, uh, the gunpoint part, maybe not so much, but the don't steal uh, advice could go to our next crazy, stupid idiot. By the way, we are staying in Idaho. Oh, fun. I know. How weird is that? Mm-hmm. That never happens, you guys. I don't even know if we've ever been to Idaho once. My whole family's from there, pretty much. <sighs> well, and not crazy, stupid idiots. Well, they I hope will... not. I haven't read the story <laughs> right? Uh, let's hope they don't show up in this uh, segment. Okay, so we're going to talk about 38-year-old Jesse James Moore. Jesse James Moore. Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, this all happened on this all went down on Tuesday, and it, the the whole story starts with a kid on a bicycle. Uh, Jesse James uh, pulls that kid aside and says, "Hey, can I buy your bike?" And the kid says, "No." And then Jesse James goes, "All right, then I'll just take it." So he took the bike. So he oh. stole a bike from a kid. Rude, mean. Rode it off, and this became his mode of transport for his crime spree. Three hours later, the police got a report about a stolen motorcycle outside of a grocery store, uh, and they knew it was the same person because they, he left behind the bike. So he upgraded. Exactly. So he tried to trade it in for <laughs> yeah. a better model. Uh-huh. Um, so he hopped on the motorcycle, and then he took the motorcycle to his next stop, which was a Subway restaurant. Eat fresh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He, he was hungry, and so he, he, he found... Okay, so he, the police actually followed him into this uh, subway, and he locked himself in the women's restroom when he saw the police coming. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the men's restroom, not available. And certainly, don't draw attention to yourself by going into the ladies' room. Anyway, he locked himself in. The owner of the store kicked the, sh- the, the door to the ladies' restroom down, and, and Jesse was lying on the ground because he had tried to climb into the ceiling through the ceiling tiles, oh, and the ceiling no. had fallen. No. And when they searched him after they found him on the floor because he couldn't get into the ceiling after he stole a bicycle and then tried to upgrade the bicycle to a motorcycle, and then the cops followed him into the subway. Are you with me? I'm, I'm with you. They searched him, and what they found on him was a wad of ham. Tony Balonovich here. <laughs> People call me the king of cold cuts. <laughs> oh, no, honey. He had stolen the ham from the same subway earlier in the day. Oh, no. No, no, here's where it gets really fun. The employees reported that he had come into the subway, filled out an application, and then got behind the counter and said he could start working immediately, and that's when he shoved the ham in his pocket. <laughs> oh, just the... Oh. King so, of cold cuts. <laughs> pocket ham. I know. Pocket ham. Yeah, it's what everyone carries around. Yeah, when, snack, ham. When, yeah. Like, like a Kleenex, you know, yeah. just pull it out and yeah. eat it, use it when you need it. Ham? Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm hungry. I need a nosh. I need, Would you like some pocket ham? I need ham? a shot of sodium. Not a Werther's, but a piece of ham, yes. you know? <laughs> Anywho, he is uh, facing two counts of petty theft for the bike and the stack of ham. Plus a felony grand theft charge for the motorcycle that he upgraded to. And then they also charged him with property damage for that ceiling that he fell through. Yeah. I thought that, you know, he was going to be like, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I can't say. I can't get into that crazy, stupid idiot logic. No, it's hard to, right? That's the problem. It's it's not an easy thing to do. Now, I would like, and, like to hand treat is, like, you to. like, low on the, If like, I'm stealing cold of, cuts yes. from Subway, you know what I'm yeah. selling or what I'm oh, grabbing? Oh, no, Grant saw something. I and think I don't it's know. the mug shot. Did oh, you just see okay. the mug is shot? It, is it special? <laughs> I just put it up for okay. you. Okay. He's smiling. Um, he's, well, he's happy. He had ham. He's got his ham. He's got his ham. What else? So, if I'm going to steal some sort of sandwich topping from the subway. Yeah. like, Well, let's go through the cold cut hierarchy. I'm doing the cold cut combo because you get everything. <laughs> well, right. And because, I mean. And it comes in. It's already it's already stacked. Yeah, because it. it's pretty stacked. The thing with subway where they already have it on the sheet of paper yes. and then they just plop it in there. Or, yes. I don't know. I haven't been to a subway in a really long time. Oh, well, I mean, okay, well, let's use some logic here. You're not doing the roast chicken because it's been sitting in that hot water for a while. Yeah, it's kind of wet. Yeah, and it's warm. So you don't want to put that in your pocket. That's going to burn you. Yeah. Uh, No meatballs. No meatballs. Same reason. Also kind of messy. You can't do the seafood delight. (laughs) But will they even have that anymore? I'm pretty sure they do. You Mm -hmm. can't do tuna. That's sloppy. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna you're gonna have to do cold cuts and roast beef, you know you need something with roast beef. You can't do that. You can't do roast beef solo. But ham, oh, ham yeah. you can do solo. But I'm going for the cold cut combo because you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, does that right? come with bologna? I'm I, hold on. No, I gotta look. I, yeah, what's in the cold cut combo? I know that it's turkey, and I know that there's ham. So and I think it's Italian sausage. Is it or something? But yeah. this guy's picture uh, looks like a really weathered me. Like, just look oh, at no. that picture. It is, like, it is a really weathered grant. Like, you are totally right. You know, he's got the beard. We have like the same, like if, if it's me after a long bender and I'm still happy about it. It's so oh. great. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, like you not like making your best choices? Slightly yes. under yes. the influence. The hangover hasn't set in yet. No, no. Okay, here's the cold cut combo. So you know what you're getting when you go uh, pocket that cold cut combo uh, stack. You're getting a... Uh, it's all turkey-based meats. You get Black Forest ham, Genoa salami, and bologna. So yeah. that's what you're getting in your trio. I think I was thinking of the Italian BMT. Yes. Salami, pepperoni, and ham. Okay, that's well, you know thinking. what? So, so, that's, meaty, tasty, get it. so that's what you're going to put. That's your pocket meat? Well, no, because that's going to be too greasy, and then it's going to get in the ham. But I'm, remember, you got the paper surrounding it. <laughs> okay. I just I feel like for the best choice for my clothing, maybe I'm just going to go classic turkey breast. I'm also so I can gonna, save it for later, and then I'm going to go sit on my couch and eat it straight, just right from the pocket. Just peel it right yeah. off. And I might also have some wheat thins and some caffeine-free diet good. coke. Ooh. I do want to apologize to Subway, because we're not going to come and steal your cold cut. No, 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 no. I we love will, Subway, so it's... Me too. Pay, but we will pay for our cold yes, cuts. I like, pay for my meats. Yes, at the subway, <laughs> I will say though my order at Subway is always the roast chicken sandwich. Ooh. Always spinach. Thank you for asking. Spinach, yes. red onions, black olives. If I'm feeling like it, maybe I'll throw a couple tomatoes on there for funsies and a little uh, oil and vinegar, salt and pepper. Thank you. Oh, that sounds right. Doesn't that sound real good? And then if, toast it. Let's toast it. Oh yeah, we're gonna toast a little that. toast, little crunch. Yeah, a little, little crunch crisp. in there for you. Yes. Uh, you know, I wish we had time for another crazy, stupid idiot. Can I just tell you that oh, sure. it was a, 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 a train driver in Japan, oh. and he was driving a bullet train, but he had to go to the bathroom while he was driving the train, and he just left the cockpit. No. No! And what happened to the train? He had a stomach ache, and mm. he had to go. He didn't want to poop his pants, you okay, guys. Okay, but what about the train? <laughs> well, it, we're not hearing about it otherwise, okay, so, so everything on the, is fine. Stay on the tracks. <laughs> yeah.
Well, I'm glad everybody had their needs met. I feel like there's got to be a co-pilot for that kind of situation. Don't you think? There'd right? be someone like, hey, give me five. Because they can't just be like, <laughs> you ten. You cannot go to the bathroom. That's, yeah. no. Well, he asked a conductor who didn't have his driver's license to man the train. <laughs> It was no. like it was like, hey, buddy, I I'm gonna poop my pants I'm gonna... and I gotta I gotta go. I have a bad case of diarrhea, as the song says. Mm-hmm. And so then he left. But he was buying driving a sheen content, a bullet train. Those things go fast. They go real fast. I do have a question for you guys very quickly. Gosh darn it, we're gonna be over time. It doesn't matter. If somebody said to you, "Hey, drive this train real quick," <laughs> would you even know where to start? No. I wouldn't either. Like, what do you do? Does, do the tracks just carry you, or do you have to do things? You just stare into the void and wish for the best. Okay. <laughs>